All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Here we are. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I just had an entire show by myself. I was like, I was like going and I'm like, why is the number zero? What's going on? Why are, and then I just stood there. I'm like, hello, hello, is this thing on? Oh my God, hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, it's Wednesday, April 12th, again. It is, it is episode number 343 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, and I'm here. <laughs> And over the next 45 minutes, me, Marcus Seiler, Amelia Garcia, J-Mac, BSEC, and everybody else who was able to find the stream, the secret, hidden, real April 12th stream, including Estella and Kennedy, are going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be providing my expert analysis and opinion on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break into the industry, we've got you covered. Absolutely. You're going to hear terms, concepts. Stories, you will be asked in any job interview, how do you stay current in cybersecurity? This is a banger answer. Plus, you might even get asked like, ooh, did you find the hidden Easter egg April 12th episode? The answer is yes, okay, because you're here. I got <laughs> 83 of you. Dude, there's so many people. Oh, my God. BSEC, uh, mods, can you go back? Um, actually, would you please, would somebody please go to the April 12th stream that um, didn't work and post in the comments? The stream is actually over here. Um, I don't know how to do that or or post post a post, post a post on YouTube. I don't know. I, people are going to be upset. This is Worldwide Wednesday. This is like the the best day of the week for the fun stuff. Oh, thank you, BSEC. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Before we get <clears throat> before <clears throat> before we <clears throat> what the heck, man. What, this is going to be one of these days, apparently. Before we get into the top cyber news stories, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> uh, before we get into the top cyber news stories of the day, I do want to shout out and throw some love to the stream sponsor, starting with my man Eric Taylor over at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping. Um, excuse me, is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. You can see the stream uh, on stream. Uh, Eric Taylor's calendar uh, is right here on the website. You can book a meeting with him at 11 a.m. today. Guys, believe me, if you're responsible in any capacity for information security, or you're like a CIO and you care about information security, you do not want to be Googling fire departments when your house is on fire, when your business is on fire, when you're actively being compromised. That is not when you do Yelp reviews on incident response companies, right? You want to have this lined up. Go to Barricade Cyber, line it up. 
Also want to throw some love to my man, Brandon Poole over at Panopsi. Guys, Panopsi does a whole bunch of stuff. Um, um, they really do, but I want to talk about quantified risk assessments. If you're familiar with the GRC Analyst Masterclass, you did a qualified risk assessment, which is easier to do, more digestible, cheaper to do as well. A quantified risk assessment, a little bit more expensive, a little bit more time, a little bit harder, but it produces better outputs because you get, um, instead of like red, yellow, green for how risky something is, you get statistically bounded um risk. So you could, you do this whole process and you could tell the business, Hey, we have a 75 to 85% chance of getting ransomware attacked this year, which is wicked high for $40,000 for 40 grand. We can reduce that risk down to 12 to 18%. I'm just an advisor. I'm just an advisor. Do you want to reduce your risk? This is where you can have real conversations about risk appetite. Like Oh, no, 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 we don't, like, I've got a very low risk tolerance. I do not have a risk appetite. And you're like, all right, no problem. 40 grand and we can reduce it to acceptable risk. Whoa, whoa, hold on now. Hold on. I don't know if we have it in the budget for 40 grand. It's like, fine. Then we don't have it in the budget for 40 grand. But just know that we have an incredibly high likelihood of getting ransomware, ma'am. So... You you make the decision. That's the power of a quantified risk assessment. Check out panopsi.com if you're interested in getting that. Cash rules everything around me, Kimberly. Cream also love to XM Cyber, but more about them at the mid roll. And spoiler alert, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not I am I mean I am throwing blame, but the reason that the stream's jacked up is because XM Cyber changed the link that they wanted in the description below, which I updated, which broke everything. Rawr. Okay. All right. Guys, really quickly, I want to say if you're here live, love it, love it, love it. 134 of you have found the hidden stream. I feel like um, Christian Slater in um, the, the, the what, what movie was it? Was it um, Pump Up the Volume? Oh, man, this is a deep cut. This is a real deep cut for Gen Xers. I feel like Christian Slater and pump up the volume with my radio, like my, my pirate radio broadcast. I'm in the back of the Jeep live streaming Simply Cyber, Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Woo! All right, guys, if you're live with us, hashtag Team Live. Hashtag Team Live in chat, please say what's up. If you are on replay, um, I got news for you. Uh, we were going to start the ads uh, today, but because this is a copyrighted version of Daft Punks Around the World, It'll be ad-free another day. We'll start that up tomorrow. Start the uh, the experiment tomorrow with how YouTube treats us. Um, if you're uh, in replay, hashtag team replay in chat. Uh, again, apologies for the mix-up on the stream. I hope you found this. I hope uh, you can continue to get that daily cyber threat briefing. No problem. Also, Internal Stranger uh, called me out for um, not giving love to Team Hybrid. So if you're catching up on 2x to get us to us live hashtag team hybrid in chat love it love it love it and my personal favorite hashtag passive observer if you have been if you're lurking if you if you are shy to say hello if you think you have nothing to add you know whatever it is whatever your reasons it's okay but say hashtag passive observer and let the stream um this monitor hurts um say, oh my god man say hashtag passive observer in chat and say um and let the Simply Cyber community start saying hi. You're a member of the Simply... Here's the thing. You're a member of the Simply Cyber community for being here. So just say Passive Observer and start your networking within the community today. It's going to prove so, so, so valuable. What's up, Princessa? Good to see you. See? Simple, simple, simple. Oh, DOS Effects. Boots. What is it? It's a boots, kitty, boots, kitty. I love DOS Effects. All right, guys. It is Wednesday, which means only one thing. Hey, Mervin, glad to have you in the community. No, Bryant, you just watched me lose my mind for about five minutes as I, I did a briefing to myself. <laughs> All right, really quickly, want to throw some love because Worldwide Wednesday is presented by ACI Learning. They do sponsor the Around the World piece of uh, the show. Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV, now IT Pro from ACI Learning, the international online training solution that professionals in audit, cybersecurity, and IT turn to for binge-worthy content. It's excellent content. It is excellent content. Use promo code SimplyCyber30 
uh, to get 30% off your first month or your first year. There is a link uh, pinned to chat right now on YouTube you can use to get over there to get that 30%. I'll also say if you are a veteran, a U.S. military veteran, you get 60% off. So don't like just take the Simply Cyber code and like yeet it. And use whatever the veteran code is. I don't know what it is. Use the veteran code. Uh, it carries in chat. He's used it. Let me know, Carrie, what that code is, or I'll, I'll take it and find it. Also, fun fact, on May 25th, on May 25th, I think at 2 p.m. Eastern time, I'll have more information for you guys as it gets closer. I am doing a speaking engagement with IT Pro TV, uh, or excuse me, ACI Learning. Um, that'll be public. It'll be free. It's like, it's like a, a webinar, but I'm, it's a, it's a speaking engagement. Like if you, if you came here from WGU or something like that, uh, where I've done speaking engagements or ISACA or, you know, any of those, it's going to be very similar. I'm going to give a one. Here's what the topic is. They asked me, I could say, you could talk about anything. And I was like, all right, well, you sure you want to do that? And they're like, yeah. And I know this is jaw jack and I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to be talking about how the industry has been impacted. Um, by the insurance agents, by insurance companies and how GRC is is rocketing to the front of the line as far as entry-level opportunities. So stay tuned. Whew, enough about that. What we really want to do is go around the world. Isn't that right? All right. So if you're new here on Wednesdays, we ask chat to tell us where they're from. You tell us, I light up the map. Then you guys watch me like uh, lose, my, lose my cool as I, I start getting all over the place. It's a good time, and then we do the news. So if you will, please, let's rock and roll. Tell me where you're at. Mods, I'm going to need help. All right. Texas is in the house. Thank you, William Welch. Good to see you. Germany's in the house. Love it, love it, love it. Germany's here. Upstate New York, South Dakota. I love it. Madison is where I went to school. Port Angeles, Washington. Abilene, Texas. Northern Virginia. India's in the house. Bring in Asia online. Very nice. Beaumont, Texas. Denver. What's up? Georgia. Hey there from the Philippines. Good to see you. Philippines in the house. Love it. Upper Penn of Michigan. UP's in the house. Wakanda. Aussie, oi, 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 internal stranger, good to see you. South Korea's in the house, I love it. Thank you very much, South Korea. Charlotte, Queen City. What's up, West Tennessee, I see you. Hey, Jamaica's in the house. Jamaican me hungry for some tacos. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'll have to find Jamaica afterwards. I can't get to Jamaica right now. Augusta loved the Masters this weekend, Brandon. It was cool. What's up, Perth? I see you, West Australia. Billings, Montana in the house. Big Sky. What's up, Czech Republic? Yes, Czech. Uh, so, oh, sorry, Czech Republic. You're Chechia for, for now until I can get this. Botswana. Botswana. Yes. South Africa is in the house. Bots well, Southern Africa. Wilmington, North Carolina. I love it. Been there a million times. What's up, upstate New York? I love that country. Good morning, Robson Paolini. UK's in the house, bringing on the big island. Come on, guys. We got South America in the house. Where are we at? I see Ireland. All right. Ireland's in the house. Welcome, tree hugger. New Brunswick, Canada, bringing on the great country of Canada. Maple leaves. I see Ireland, Turkey. Uh, Aaron, I think Turkey was, they said they were from Turkey. What's up, Kimberly? I see you. Pakistan's in the house. Thank you. Thank you. Northampton, England. UK's online. Russia. Jojo, you're in Russia? Whoa. All right. Getting, uh, Pakistan. We got Pakistan right here. Very nice. Tom's in the ocean. I can't light the ocean up, but that's okay. Jamaica, Netherlands, the Netherlands, Glasgow, Scotland. I love it. We got the Netherlands online. I see you, Netherlands. Poland's in the house. We got strong European representation today. I love it. North Korea's here. North Korea? Zach's not on board. You're in North Korea? Hold on. I need a fact check on that. I thought North Korea had, like, you couldn't get out. All right, guys. I need a fact check. What the hell? I just got booby trapped. I just had one of my lights fall and hit me in the shin. All right, guys. 
With all due respect, uh, I'm not going to put North Korea on because I don't. I, I, yeah, I, I'm usually super chill about things like that, but I, I don't believe you. Um, okay. Where's my audio at? Okay, cool. So looking at it, it looks like we missed. Um, it looks like we are missing South America. So good job, everybody. Uh, we came close. We came close, but unfortunately we missed it. Again, thanks so much to ACI Learning for sponsoring the Worldwide Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, seriously guys, I like what is going on? Like sometimes I don't I don't I don't get to choose these things, okay guys? I don't get to choose. I don't see the news stories in advance. I don't know when things are going to go to crap in a handbasket. And uh, today, <laughs> today's one of those ones. And for crying out loud, I got up early. I was early. I was sitting at my desk waiting. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a good day. Got my coffee. I had a shower. Like, we're ready to go. All right. Let's do the top cyber news of the day <laughs> before something else breaks. Let's go. Let's let the awesome waves. No, no. Let's let the, uh, the hot sounds. Let's just go. <laughs> It's Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. Microsoft Azure warns users of potential shared key authorization abuse. Researchers are warning that an Azure shared key authorization attack could allow full access to accounts and data, privilege escalation, lateral network movement, and remote code execution. Shared keys are part of Azure infrastructure by default, and compared to Azure Active Directory, they provide inferior security because whoever possesses the keys can abuse shared key authorization. Microsoft recommends disabling shared key authorization in Azure or applying least privilege and monitoring for key access to help mitigate the risk. Okay. So here's one of those things. I am, uh, I've worked in Azure quite a bit, but I am by no means an Azure expert. In fact, this is one of the reasons why I tell people, especially, hey, listen, if you're looking to break in the industry, getting smart on cloud is a really good investment, whether it's Azure or AWS or Google, if you really want to go that way. And I hate to say it with such like disdain in my voice, but Google doesn't really have that big a footprint. Um, Azure and AWS are like the big, the big behemoths. And I would argue like I'd, I'd invest my time, energy and effort in learning Azure. So they have these shared key the authorization. I assume this is to allow for um, integrations and you know scripting and, and that type of stuff for you know APIs or whatever to integrate systems to work. The problem is they they you know as they say can provide inferior security, um, which I totally agree, and that they recommend you disable it. So here here's where my thing is. Um, there's a link in that article for correct configuration. Here's my my argument. I hate. I hate, I hate to say it, but I hate, um, here's a link, uh, to the best practices. I hate to say it, but it's always annoying when like, um, uh, by default, it's less secure. There's a link in chat to this one. These are the best practices regarding Azure storage keys, functions, and RBAC. But here's the thing. If you don't understand Azure and how to implement it, you can use these best practices, but you better be careful because guys, it is really easy to break something in Azure and not know about it. And I know people like, you know, get angry or turn their nose up to change management. But when you're operating in the cloud, like you have, I mean, you really should have change management for on-prem stuff too. But like when you change something on-prem, you can hear Carl. You can hear Carl down the hall going, what's going on? My computer's not working. You can hear that when you do it in the cloud when you're working remote, like you're not going to hear those things. So you got to be careful. This is uh, a potential security issue. And if you don't even have like good logging going on up in the cloud, which a lot of people don't have good logging on their Azure stuff, uh, you won't even know of a compromise. You know what I mean? So uh, beware of that. I, I would say if you're using Azure for anything besides Office 365, right? If you're using Azure for anything besides Office 365, so you have infrastructure up there, you're doing, you're, you're a tech company and you're built up there, whatever it is, definitely pay attention to this. Uh, this seems like one of those, um, like set it and forget it things essentially. So like you configure it correctly and then it's good to go uh, indefinitely after that. Also be mindful, um, also be mindful of like new instances. So like, I've seen this before. 
if you go and fix all of your current Azure infrastructure to not use these um, shared keys and you, you, you are secure, and then the next thing you spin up or the next you know, tenant you, you build or whatever is using the old builds, then you're just reintroducing more of the problem, right? So make sure that not only do you correct what's currently in production and testing and dev, but also that going forward, it's configured correctly. That's another thing too, by the way, don't just fix production. Like dev and test are real things too. Like you need to fix those too. Um, also, by the way, I don't even like, I'm so, I'm so like confused between the stream that I did that no one was on and the stream that I'm doing right now. I wanna say what's up to hashtag team live, hashtag team hybrid, hashtag team replay. And hashtag passive observer. I really can't remember if I said hi to y'all, but I do. I do like saying hi to everybody. Um, basically, follow the best practices. Get your stuff sorted out. If you don't manage the cloud, this is one of those ones where like IT might be responsible for cloud, and you're responsible for infosec in general. Send this to them. Talk to them. Make this a priority to make sure that you're not exposed um, to this risk. Basically, hackers hide stealer behind AI chatbot Facebook ads. Researchers have spotted cyber criminals posting fake ads on hijacked Facebook business and community pages, promising free downloads of AI chatbots such as ChatGPT and Google Bard. Instead, users download the well-known Redline InfoStealer. Redline Stealer is a malware-as-a-service that targets browsers to collect user data, including credentials, payment card details, and system details. Redline can also upload and download files and execute commands. Redline malware is a popular choice for hackers due to its versatility and the fact that it only costs around $100 to $150 on the dark web. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, uh, Redline Info Stealer is very, very hot right now. Like, you know that, um, <laughs> I don't know if, if the mods want to do this, but the um, that scene from Zoolander with Will Ferrell where he's like, oh, it's so hot right now. And people use it as a meme. Like, Redline Info Stealer is so hot right now. It's been used, like, it's been hot for, like, the last year. It's it's cheap, it's reliable, it's effective. Basically, it's a piece of malware that when it gets on your box, it just vacuums up all your gear. I mean, all your gear. All your, uh, you know, passwords, user accounts, crypto wallets, all those things. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, right? It it is so hot right now, okay? So Redline Info Stealer. So you can go on Malware Bazaar or VX Underground or any of those malware share sites and get a copy. Do not run it on your machine. Okay. Do not run it on your machine. In fact, don't even play with malware if you don't know what you're doing. But just know that this is out there. And now this is a good opportunity to educate your end users. This might even be the story for your end users in next week's newsletter. Guys, ChatGPT is also so hot right now, right? ChatGPT and Redline Info Stealer together. Ah, so hot right now. Guys, people will click on anything because, you know, we're, <laughs> we have short attention spans and we like to click on stuff. And, and so basically, Facebook ads are being um, exploited uh, for social engineering techniques. Now, one interesting thing to cover in this and that you should educate your end users on is that... The Facebook ads that are being used to trick end users into downloading this malware are actually compromised Facebook accounts. So like simple, like say, um, what would be a good one? Like, like Bank of America's Facebook account or like Joel Belton's ice cream shop, like legitimate Facebook accounts that have pay, pay, posted legitimate content in the past that people legitimately follow. They are getting taken over. So like, you know, password credential, brute force, uh, Maybe they used malware, Redline Info Stealer on whoever runs that Facebook page for the company. Once they get into the legitimate Facebook page, then they're putting fake Facebook ads around ChatGPT and Google Bard that downloads the Redline Info Stealer. So you see what I'm saying here? Like normally it would just be a threat actor creating a bullcrap Facebook ad and hoping people click on it. This lends to a little bit more credibility and a higher success rate because they're taking over legitimate known Facebook accounts and then weaponizing them. So it's a little bit more advanced, a little bit more, but it's a little bit more effective. So be mindful of that. You can't just tell your end users to be careful of Facebook ads because they are going to be like, oh, it's not a big deal. I always 
like I subscribe to Peloton. I want to see what the new, you know, trainer download is or whatever. Um, so just be mindful of that. The trick is it's a chat GPT, Google Bard influence Facebook ad. So if, I mean, the thing is, I'd say normally like, oh, tell them like, if it doesn't make any sense why ChatGPT would be integrated, then have them not click on it. Like, oh, Peloton now has ChatGPT. But like, we're seeing everybody integrate everything, AI into everything. Like, dude, it'll, it, it's, you know what it is? It's almost like the, 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 the next iteration of IoT. Do you remember like, it'd be like, oh, IoT blender, IoT vacuum cleaner, IoT thermostat. And there's like, everything's got an IP address, everything. Now it's like AI enabled blender, AI enabled thermostat. Like everything is getting AI all over the place. It's the same thing. So this is, you know what? Hat tip to the threat actors. This is pretty tight. Like, uh, you know, golf clap. Just be mindful. This is why we got to be vigilant. OpenAI to launch bug bounty program. On Tuesday, ChatGPT maker OpenAI announced the launch of a new bug bounty program. The program will pay registered security researchers for uncovering vulns in OpenAI's API and ChatGPT. Bug bounty payouts will range from $200 for low severity security flaws up to $20,000 for exceptional discoveries. OpenAI clarified that model issues, jailbreaks, and bypasses are out of scope unless there is an associated security issue. Um, okay. Like, like, seriously. Shall we play a game? I, I find it interesting that they put jailbreaks out of scope. I mean, isn't the whole thing of like being able to break out and make open AI do things it's not supposed to? I guess maybe they're thinking that there's so much of that and they can't control it, that that's not the kind of bugs they want. And they're looking for software vulnerabilities. Um, TLDR, most legitimate organizations do have responsible disclosure, bug, AKA bug bounty programs. Um, I hope this, you know, guys, this is like a hundred billion dollar company, right? That's right, Randy. It is a hundred billion dollar company. They can afford 20 grand here and there for security bug bounty program. So get up on it. Uh, if you guys want, go ham on this thing. I guarantee you, if you find a CVE in open AI, you will become an overnight house, not household name. Cause but you will get pub. You will get pub um, for sure. And I mean, guys, I'll tell you what, like having a CV on your resume is like unbelievable. If you have a CV on your resume, you get to cut the line <laughs> for like jobs. Okay. If you have a CVE for open AI, you probably get to like make your own job. All right. So this is a really, really interesting opportunity. Way to go. I, by the way, I love bug bounty programs, responsible disclosure programs. Hack the Capitol, hack a SAT, hack the Pentagon, hack all the things. Like, we're, we are in the golden age of InfoSec, y'all. It used to be like if you hack something, you could go to jail. Now you're making cash money? Heck yeah. Great cash, homie. Love it. Let's do it. FBI warns consumers of phone juice jacking from public charging stations. The FBI is alerting consumers not to use public charging stations because fraudsters could infect such machines with malware and steal their data. Ugh. A practice known as juice jacking was first coined in 2011 after researchers created a charging station to show the potential for hacking such kiosks. Officials said the alert is a refresher to a similar warning released by the FBI and FCC back in 2021. It's not clear how common juice jacking is, but experts warn that the attack could allow hackers to take full control of a victim's device. The safer alternative is using one's own USB cord and plugging into an electrical outlet or a portable charger. Okay, so, and Kimberly kind of touched on this one already. Guys, this attack, this attack has been known for years. In fact, um, if you really want to get fancy pants, the OMG cable over at Hack5, look at this thing. You can get USB-A, C, Lightning, white black basic elite dude this thing has this is a um cable right this thing oh, get i don't get out of here this right here has um like a full web server admin panel wireless access that like this thing this is like this you plug this in and it just sucks everything off your machine guys Juice jacking has been a thing. We don't know how prevalent it is. 
but there's they make solutions, right? Really, what you should do is plug into a wall outlet um, and then plug your cable into the wall outlet. Now, remember, with the OMG cable, if you plug this in to the wall outlet and into your phone, you're still getting pwned, right? So you got to use your own cable. How many times have you been at a bar or at a restaurant or at a hotel or at anywhere and you're like, oh, can I borrow your cable? You could be exposing yourself to juice jacking. No, I know, I know. They sell these things called USB um, prophylactics. I don't know if the, the word I want to use is, um, um, I don't want to say the word, but like basically they, they sell devices that you can put your USB device into that then goes into the USB plug. Um, which will basically re uh, remove one of the pins for data transfer and just allow, yeah, USB blocker. Thank you, Sean Washington. That's an appropriate term I want to use. So you can use USB blockers to allow charge to happen without data transfer. That's another uh, option. Guys, be careful though. Like I, I feel like this is one of those things that you can tell end users about and they're still, when it comes from push to shove, they're like, well, you know, I'll make the risk-based decision. You know, that's on you. Be mindful. Guys, if you're in a an Uber or a Lyft and the Uber driver is like, hey, here's a charger. Feel free to get going on it. You're taking a risk, my friend. Um, I'll tell you what, if I was a nefarious, if I was a nefarious individual, you know what I would do? If I was nefarious, I would drive around Uber in like Austin, Texas, Silicon Valley or downtown New York, although I don't like downtown New York, so I probably wouldn't go there, but I, or, or like the Hamptons, I would go to like where the wealthy people are, um, but not so wealthy that they have private drivers instead of Ubers. And I would just graze around with my OMG cable and start sucking out some stuff and, you know, bang, bing, bang, boom, right? That's what's going on there. Uh, simply because guys, when you compromise physical security, a lot of technical security controls go out the window, right? Physical access to a system, um, you don't have to deal with networking, right? And all the network controls and stuff like that. So uh, just be mindful of juice jacking and it's a good opportunity. Like this is the final thing I'll say about this. This is one of those opportunities where you can, um, you can make a little educational piece of content for your end user community and put it like on the shelf until you needed like an extra piece because this is always going to be a thing. We are always going to be, you know, plugging mobile devices in all over the place to charge them. And like this, this risk doesn't go anywhere. So this is a, this is an evergreen information security awareness piece of content. Let's do the mid roll. And now a word from our sponsor app Omni. Can you name all the third-party apps connected to your major SaaS platforms like Salesforce, Microsoft 365, or Google Workspace? What about the data these apps can access? After all, one compromised third-party app could put your entire SaaS ecosystem at risk. With App Omni, you get visibility to all third-party apps and SaaS-to-SaaS -SAS connections, including which end-users have enabled them and the level of data access they've been granted. Visit appomni.com, that's A-P-P-O-M-N-I.com today to request a free risk assessment. All right. It is the mid-roll. I apologize because we're way behind schedule, but um, you know the, the reality is um, the, the, the show got screwed up today <laughs> for reasons. Uh, real quick, want to say... Want to say shout out and thanks to every single one of you, the 225 of you that discovered the hidden uh, real Take Two April 12th stream today. Genuinely appreciate it. Uh, apologies again in advance or in retrospect. Apologies for messing up uh, the stream. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, shout out and thanks to the bar uh, to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber Penopsi. And XM Cyber, I told you I'd tell you a little bit about them at the mid-roll, and now we're at the mid-roll, so let's do that. Guys, um, XM Cyber, right, they just released this report, Navigating the Paths of Risk, the State of Exposure Management in 2023. Organizations are overwhelmed with 10,000 or more exposures across crowd and on-prem monthly, right? Most most businesses only address like 10% of new vulnerabilities that are discovered. 
So efficiently reducing risk is basically impossible, which is terrible. You can use the report to discover the most critical threats and practical tips on how to overcome remediation fatigue with a new approach to efficiently reducing cyber risk with XM Cyber's 2023 State of Exposure Management Report. There's a link in the description below to the report. Um, I've got it printed out. I've been reading it. I, I Guys, I always tell you, be leery of um, vendor-sponsored reports because it's typically bent uh, for the vendor benefit. Uh, this one, XM Cyber is deployed in many, many organizations. So the information based on here is the telemetry from the organization, which to me is the best kind of vendor-sponsored um, intel, like when CrowdStrike, Verizon, Data Breach, all those things are coming from actual statistically sound evidence, not just like, you know, pontificating on the value of a password. So check out the report if you're interested in exposure management. Thanks so much to uh, XM Cyber for the stream sponsorship. Guys, I want to let you know, if you don't know, every single Monday, and I'm going to resend it later today after this, uh, I send an email that I, I write, it takes time, about an hour a week. Uh, I write an email to the community if you're interested, simplycyber.io slash newsletter. You can always unsubscribe, so check it out. Um, you get three pieces of actionable intel that you can operationalize like that to reduce risk for your cyber community. So sign up, get in on that. Want to say love to the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. This right here is, let me see, this isn't right. Let's do this. Here we go. Uh, Matthew Pierce is currently holding the baton. Matthew Pierce got tagged yesterday. The Simply Cyber Community Challenge, it's an opportunity for you to build your network. Um, I want you to have your own network. I want you to harness the power of what professional networking is. Simply Cyber Community Challenge is a vehicle, a mechanism to allow for that. So Matthew Pierce is not in chat right now. We'll handle that if, if we need to, Jenny, thank you. Um, if you get tagged, if Matthew Pierce gets in here, if he's not here, I'll tag someone at the end of the stream. Simply Cyber Community Challenge. If you get tagged, go on to LinkedIn, post your why, your story, your why are you into cyber? What are you interested in? Where'd you come from? Use the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge in the chat and tag with other people. Matthew Pierce just posted his yesterday. I wasn't connected to Matthew. There are a couple people who responded in the comments I wasn't connected to. Guess what, now I am. Some of them I noticed had like 20, only 20 connections, 25 connections. That's, those are rookie numbers. Let's let's pump up your network and like get, like build it so when you do need, um, you know, to find a job or you do need, you find something really cool and you wanna share it with people and add value to their um, network. You can do that. Please, Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Jenny, remind me at the jawjacking, and I will giddy up on that if I can. All right, guys, thanks so much. I know we're way behind schedule, so let's keep on rolling. Spyware offered to cyber attackers via Python repository. Researchers have discovered threat actors advertising an info stealer on the Python Package Index, or PyPI, the official Python public repository. Researchers say the perpetrators are a Spanish malware-as-a-service gang called Silex Squad, who conspicuously named their program Reverse Shell. Reverse shells are commonly used by hackers to remotely harvest data from target computers. Researchers speculate that the hackers' motives for hosting their malware in a public repository could range from gaining notoriety to having more control and ability to share their malware. The discovery also serves as a reminder to organizations to use caution when pulling code from public repos like PyPI. All right. So this is interesting. By the way, shout out. Um, you know, you guys, if you've been a longtime member of the Simply Cyber community, then you know I love it. <laughs> um, when the word miscreants gets used, I think it's an often underutilized kind of hilarious term for bad threat actors. Um, okay, so here's the deal. Open source repositories, um, it's almost like a watering hole attack. It, I mean, it's not, a, it's not anything like a watering hole attack, but what I mean by this is threat actors put the malware out there. They don't really target anyone specifically, and they wait for someone to come by and um, download the malware. Now, this is really interesting because they are targeting, and I know that the term, just so you guys know, the term script kitty is actually being phased out uh, by members, like some leaders in the com uh, cybersecurity community because um, because of reasons. So uh, I don't know what we call uh, these individuals now, but 
to me, these hackers who are the ones who are uh, actually pushing this uh, malware out are targeting individuals who don't really understand information security or how to read code and stuff like that, who are just trying to click and download and get access to malware to be able to do something. And what is really happening is they're infecting themselves, which is an interesting demographic to target because if I download malware, if I, if, excuse me, if I download software that I think is going to make me a hacker and I get compromised, who am I going to tell, right? I, I, I'm a vulnerable population because I'm not going to go to the police and say, hey, I was trying to commit crime and another criminal got me, right? So it's an interesting technique. Uh, obviously, uh, threat actors who compromise these individuals can then exploit them to commit crimes on their behalf, very likely. So um, this is interesting. Guys, when you're when you're dealing in the dark arts of malware and threat actor behavior and, uh, you know... <laughs> point and click malware and reverse shells and all the things. Um, you gotta be careful, man, if you don't know what you're doing. This is a Python library, it's in the PyPy. So Python is an interpreted program, not a compiled program, which means you can read the source code um, exactly how it's written. So you should be able to discover um, exactly how this thing's working. Um, and you, if you look at this code, it, it says in the story, if you look at it, you can see it, it's just like siphoning your information. Um, slow yeah be careful what you do man threat actors threat actors are so clever and now it's time for you should probably patch that patch tuesday edition yes this is Yesterday, a big one microsoft issued a wagon load of 97 security fixes as part of april 2023 patch tuesday the fixes included an update for seven critical bugs and one actively exploited zero day vulnerability the zero-day bug is related to the Windows Common Log File System, or CLFS, driver and allows for privilege escalation. Also notably, Microsoft fixed a CPU bug affecting Firefox users due to a bug in Windows Defender. Meanwhile, Apple also plugged two actively exploited zero-day bugs in iOS and macOS. The first is an iOS Surface Accelerator out-of-bounds write issue potentially enabling an app to execute arbitrary code with kernel privileges. The second is a WebKit use-after-free flaw that allows data corruption or arbitrary code execution when reusing freed memory. Additionally, Adobe rolled out security fixes for at least 56 vulnerabilities in a wide range of products, some serious enough to expose Windows and macOS users to code execution attacks. And finally, Google, Cisco, Fortinet, and SAP joined in on the patching fun, each releasing security updates for multiple products. Damn. That was one. That was one long update. Um, oh, by the way, I see the miss green emote. We do have room for one more emote, and we have to do it soon before the um, the subs that uh, Barricade Cyberbot for everybody uh, fall off. A lot of them fall off after the month, and we'll lose the uh, unlock. All right, guys. So Microsoft Patch Tuesday was yesterday, uh, uh, April 11th. You do need to do your patch management. You do need to roll it out in a concentric circle. You can't just patch all the things and hope it works. Um, the one patch that I do want to call your attention to, this is part of the Patch Tuesday roll-up, is this Windows Common Log File System um, vulnerability CVE 2023-28252 uh, right here, okay? This is part of the Patch Tuesday. You may want to prioritize getting this patched, okay? Especially on uh, external-facing Windows systems and sales engineers systems and executives systems and I, basically everybody, okay? Um, this this bug um, allows for remote code execution, but here's the thing, it's actively being exploited uh, in the wild. Uh, CISA, where's my Jen Easterly? Get to work Jen into the uh, stories today. CISA has released, um, added it to its like active exploited vulnerability list right here. You could see the known exploited vulnerabilities catalog. Um, Kaspersky is the one that did the research on this one. The reason that I say you want to prioritize this to me, hey, this, by the way, this is like a pro tip. At least this is how I view it as a pro tip, okay? Kaspersky has written, a, a, a done the research and written a blog post about this. And when you read the blog post, um, they are not releasing any details on it. That typically means that it's in, it's very easy to exploit 
and that it's it's being actively exploited. When when research companies don't release like the how or any of the details of the how, that typically means that it would be very easy to reverse and it needs to be fixed. So to me, that always means like, oh geez, hot mess express, like make this a priority. Thanks Breck means for the squad. Oh my God. Yeah, if Jen Easterly found the stream, if Jen Easterly's in hashtag passive observer, <laughs> what's up, Jen? All right, guys. So anyways, patch your stuff as always, but be mindful. I think that this uh, CLFS uh, 28.252 is going to be a bit of a humdinger. iPhone victims hacked with rogue calendar invites. On Tuesday, researchers at Microsoft and Citizen Lab issued reports revealing that in early 2021, hackers embedded spyware from a little-known company called Quadream into malicious calendar invites to hack iPhones of journalists, political figures, and NGO workers. Quadream spyware can record phone calls and audio, take pictures, steal files, track user location, and delete forensic traces of its own existence. The exploit used a then-unpatched zero-day vuln in Apple iOS 14. A spokesperson from Apple said there's no evidence the exploit was used after March 2021 when the company fixed the bug. All right, guys, this is interesting. Again, um, Israeli, Israeli-based um, cybersecurity company making spyware. Um, spyware aside, again, I say this every time it comes up, Israel small country huge cybersecurity um expertise like israel crushes it uh any any in my opinion you guys draw your own opinions right in my opinion if i see a cybersecurity product that's out of israel it's already it's 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 already got like one thumb up and i'm like prepared to give it a second thumb up um israeli based so cybersecurity software is always like super dope um Unfortunately, this is very much um, reminiscent of NSO Group's Pegasus software, if you remember this. This is a zero-click exploit, meaning I just send it to you, and I own you. You, you, you don't have to do anything. It was a renegade calendar invite um, with journalists and NGO people. Very easy to get people to accept a calendar invite. Hey, I've got to a journalist. Hey, I've got some really sensitive news for you. Send a calendar invite. Boom, I own you. And then I send an update say, oh, like, hey, it's too hot. I can't meet with you. And then the journalist, not, none the wiser, okay? Um, I'm actually really interested in this. Citizen Lab and Microsoft actually released uh, research on this. I got the links right here in the story. Um, you know, I do, I am, I do, I do like a good graphic. Um, this is a very technical deep dive. Yeah, so I, I will I will read this after the stream ends today um, myself. I'm really curious. I'd be interested if Patrick Wardle does any information on this. Patrick Wardle is another like absolute must follow if you are into Apple or iOS type, you know, Apple and Apple ecosystem security research. Patrick Wardle, not only is he like the leader in um research cybersecurity research on apple products um he is one of he's my top three speakers if patrick wardle is speaking at a conference you can bet i am in the front row of that conference uh, or, or or of his talk he is phenomenal phenomenal speaker top three top three reddit moderators brace for chat gpt spam apocalypse Reddit's ChatGPT-powered bot problem is pretty bad right now, according to a Reddit moderator with knowledge of the platform's moderation systems. Hundreds of accounts have already been removed from the forum, but more are being discovered daily. Most removals have to be done manually because Reddit's automated systems struggle with AI-created content. Botnets have been spotted posting prolifically to the Ask subs. However, the Ask Philosophy moderator said, quote, ChatGPT has a style that's fairly easy to identify, but the real test is the quality, and it appears that ChatGPT is very bad at philosophy, end quote. Despite current AI quality issues, most subs are bracing themselves for large language models like GPT-4 getting better at crafting human-sounding content. And that... Uh, I'm... Trying to look at like what's the goal here? Um, so ChatGPT, oh yeah, of course, thank you. Shall we play a 
Thank you, Haircut Fish, for reminding me. Uh, so Joshua's all up in Reddit. Um, no surprise, guys. Reddit is, uh, you know, cool, cool space. The, to me, this sucks. I mean, this is like why we can't have nice things. So Reddit, you know, it, it's really, really cool. A lot of people use Reddit. And now ChatGPT, dude, you could write it. Reddit definitely has an API, right? So you could write code that takes questions from Reddit, pipes it into ChatGPT, pipes out the response, adds something to it, and then posts it. You could, you could do that. That's what they're talking about with spam apocalypse. Now, because it's really human sounding, um, it's going to be very difficult to discern between. It's like the Turing test, right? Admins aren't going to know what is legit and what is ChatGPT. Um, of course, uh, uh, to me, I'm like, wh why would you just like want to see the world burn? But now it sounds like threat actors are like, oh, ask historian, uh, like, oh, hey, why did um, like what was what was um, what was the what was the world like after? you know, or, or when, when, when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, what happened in California? Like, you know, with, with, um, detention camps and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Like chat GPT responds, gives an answer. And then on top of that, you know, if you'd like, check out this Amazon book, I guess, with an affiliate code on, you know, world war two or something like that. I, I, I think that there's gotta be some type of, there's gotta be some type of, financial component to this. Like no one is spamming for the sake of spamming. Like this isn't the nineties where you're just being a punk and trying to like, ugh, like just see the world burn. There's gotta be some type of um, financial motivation. And by the way, just as an aside, there's like a million YouTube videos on how to use chat GP to get rich overnight. So this is probably just another one. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately Reddit is very, big and has a lot of users. So I don't see this getting destroyed overnight, but this, this could be the end of Reddit guys. If there's so much spam and so much crap that you have to sift through as a consumer of Reddit, then it's just a matter of time before you just abandon it because it's not worth it anymore. Or Reddit goes private where like you'd have to be accepted into a Reddit forum before you can comment, but then you kind of defeat the purpose of like an open forum for people to ask questions. Right. Um, yeah. So there's that. For today's cybersecurity headlines, there will be all right. That's going to do it for today's cybersecurity headlines. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier, who completely um spazzed on the stream this morning and totally dorked up uh everything. I, like, I can't remember who I said hi to, I can't remember anything. If you were here just for the news, thank you very much for sticking with me. Thanks for pivoting over to the real stream for this morning. I will try to get this all sorted out. Um, uh, I've already updated the links uh for tomorrow. So tomorrow could break as well. I'm kind of nervous about that. So we'll see what happens. Just be mindful if tomorrow breaks. breaks. Um, in fact, yeah. Dang. So today, Thursday, and Friday, I have updated the, the links to include the new link uh, that XM Cyber wanted me to put uh, for the report. So we may experience the same issue tomorrow and Friday. So stay with me. I apologize for the inconvenience. I do not like it when we have disruptions. I do like organization and structure, and this is the opposite of that. Um, Jenny Housley, did we get um, did we get a Simply Cyber community? Did Matthew Pierce join us or not? Because if not, I want to tag someone. No sign of Matthew Pierce. Okay, no problem. We're gonna tag somebody right now, and then I will start doing some jaw jacking. All right. Oh yeah, Sean Washington. Yeah, hold on, we gotta do this really quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned. If I, hold on, I gotta tag somebody. Let's see, who do we wanna tag? Amelia. Emilio Garcia, Emilio Garcia, let me know if you're interested in being tagged. Emilio reached out to me about beta testing the Cyber 101 course back, you know, a few months ago when I requested it. Had a really interesting story. I think other people would, um, I think other people would really appreciate hearing your story, Emilia, Emilio. Uh, so Emilio, please let me know if you'd like to accept the challenge.
Uh, guys, I could cancel tomorrow's stream and Friday stream and reschedule it. The problem is LinkedIn Live, you can't tear down and rebuild. Like, so it's going to get messy on the LinkedIn side. If you guys, um, if you guys want to, we can, we can totally do that. So just be mindful. Um, Sean Washington, Gerald Osher, the Canadian actor. Yes. Um, I got to tell you guys, uh, I don't know, like part, I like, I actually enjoy, um, cause it used to be like people would like Google Gerald Osher and like that guy would come up, which is fine. I, I don't care about being the top results or whatever, but the problem is some people email me thinking that I'm Gerald Osher, the actor, right? And he lives in Canada. So like I get Canadian stuff. Um, somehow he like signed up for Netflix and used my, like my email address. And I tried to get up with him. Um, and he like thought I was like a, a fan and I'm like, no, like I'm just, I have access to your Netflix account. And then he's like, oh, you'll have to talk to my like publicist. And I like talk to the publicist and they're like, oh, you want signed pictures? I'm like, no, I want you to change your Netflix account because I have access to it and I don't want access. And they're like, okay, that's cute. So I canceled his Netflix account <laughs> and that's one way to do it. Right. I told him I was going to do it. I had access. It was annoying. You know what I mean? So whatever. All right. So this is the jawjacking segment. We only got a few minutes. Sincere apologies to everybody uh, who um, we went way over today because I did the show twice. Yep. Yeah, Robert Burke. Yeah, sure. I don't think so. Oh my gosh, guys. Th thank you, William. I, I wasn't trying to be sad. I gave him ample opportunity, and then I told him I was going to do it. You know, whatever. So, all right, guys. Busy day. Um, busy day. Um, um, so, tomorrow, this is, this is the commitment for Simply Cyber. Tomorrow... I teach at 8 a.m. to 9.15. Then I boogie home um, to take care of a couple of small things, 9.45. Get the stream up, 10 to 10.45. It's going to be a quick stream. No jaw jacking tomorrow. End the stream, get in my car, drive seven hours. Set up the mobile studio, go to bed, get up, stream. Okay? This is, this is, the, <laughs> this is the commitment to Simply Cyber. Got to show up. What's a good sandbox or automated analysis and who is a good IR retainer? Elite Gunslinger asks. Elite Gunslinger, here's my, whoops, my dynamic malware analysis of choice, any.run. And then IR retainer, Elite Gunslinger, bro, bro, barricade cyber, simply cyber community member. I say it in the, I say it in the, uh, in the in the morning read every time this is a legit company for helping you deal with bad yeah what is it the kids say i need to touch grass i don't even know if i'm using that correctly <laughs> i don't even know if i'm using that right but i've heard the kids say it i'm gonna go out and yell at a cloud now joshua walls thanks for loving the content George Jones, get into bug bounties. Get into it. Thank you, Casually Joseph. Yeah, Casually Joseph's definitely in the demographic. Uh, <laughs> casually Joseph's my 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 line to the younger generation. I literally, my, my students are 18 to 22-year-old. I'll ask them. I'll be like, do you guys know what uh, yellow pages are? Do you guys know what that is? Do you guys know what a dial tone is? Like if I'm trying to give an example or a metaphor, an analogy or something like that. Carrie asks, I'm in a Zoom today to ask questions about this class that I'm going. It sounds more like a boot camp. Not sure what I think. Not sure what to think today. Um, I mean, ask him what the learning objectives are. Ask him how student performance is measured. Ask them what, you know, what, what student... Like what, what happens after the, the education's over? How do you, how can you use it to get a job? Right. Um, 
Uh, crypto class feeling burned out. I feel you, Cyber Andy. Do you know what AOL is? <laughs> I've got mail. Like, I asked them, guys, they don't even know what Telegram is. I'm like, you guys use Telegram? They're like, huh? And I'm like, Telegram's modern. Like, what are you guys doing? What certs do people get after Sec Plus? I'm in the GRC space looking to see what cert I can get next. Deontay Caesar, CISA. That's what I would advise. Isaka, CISA. This is what I would get if I were you, my friend. I do know what AOL is. I can still hear the dial-up. Yeah, I love that sound. Very, very nostalgic. They say they can help you land a job. Ask them to explain how. And then ask them what their uh, job placement rates are. They should have that if they claim that. Which sector is better to work for? Private or government? Taekwon Gong. It depends what you want. If you want to get paid, private sector. If you want stability and very low chance of layoff, government. Need to get one of those TCM shirts? Yeah. Yeah, I had to wait like a month to get it though. It, it's kind of slow, but I do I do love supporting TCM. Uh, that's what I'm doing to get into web app testing. Yep. We need the rotary phones. Yep. Where can I get interactive CyberSec career path map again? Um, CyberSeek maybe. I've got two. I've got two resources for you guys. CyberSeek is a really good one. Um, I think this is what you're asking for. And I'm sorry, I didn't see whose name asked for that, but I think this is what you're asking for, right? So here's CyberSeek Career Pathway. And then um, another really, really good one is um, the SANS um, Career Poster. I think this is it. Yeah. Here. This is really cool, too. Here, this is a SANS post. This is Twitter link, so. All right. Uh, what other questions we got? I got a couple minutes. I remember those days um, taking Net Plus. Very cool, George Jones. Good with you. Um, my pleasure, Subro. Hope you're well. Um, how do you keep from feeling like a loser in InfoSec when compared to others? Oh, Taekwon. Here's the, all right, so this is a good question. Taekwon, I mean, you worded it kind of strongly, but how, how do you, to me, this says, how do you fight imposter syndrome? Guys, here's the reality, okay? Like, everybody, first of all, wherever you are right now in your career journey in cybersecurity, there's somebody who wants to be where you are, right? Like, if you think about where you are, like everything you've done, like Taekwon Gong, I see you all the time in stream, right? So you're putting in the time, effort, and energy to learn. You've definitely learned a lot while you've been part of the Simply Cyber community, right? So somebody has less knowledge, less experience, less awareness than that, right? And they want to know what you know, right? So just take heart in A, that. Second of all, I've been in this industry for 20 years. I have multiple degrees, including a PhD. I am like a child with crayons at the restaurant writing on a play mat when it comes to like offensive security, right? Like I, I know kind of how to do it, but I'm very clumsy. I'm very awkward. I do the live streams on Monday. Jenny Housley helps me out big time. I make mistakes guys. So don't feel like a loser. Just know like cybersecurity. And this is, I've got a video coming out next week on this actually. You have to be a lifelong learner. And this is something that breaks people in the cybersecurity industry that it, like, this is the one thing I feel like is something that either you're for, or if you're not for it, then maybe cybersecurity isn't a good fit for you because it, it requires this. You have to be a lifelong learner. You have to keep, stay sharp. I do the threat intel briefings for community service, but also for myself. I need to stay current if, I if I'm going to be an effective practitioner. So don't feel bad. You just have to put in the energy effort, proactive initiative. You got to get up, show up. There's no easy button. That's the end of it, okay? So don't feel bad about yourself, man. You're doing all the right things. In that video, the one you recorded the other day, yes, Aaron. So I did a video, um, I think we're calling it something like career changer, do this first. But like I, I lay out four or five points on what you really need to know about working in cybersecurity before you work in cybersecurity. The idea is that you can watch this video and decide day one whether or not you want to work in cyber, frankly, right? Because to me, 
I would love it if everybody worked in cyber, but I understand that everybody, it's not a good fit for everybody. And that's okay. It's not judgment. It's not like, oh, like, forget you then. Like, you could still be part of the community and just do something else. That's fine. All right. I'm trying to get a foot in the door in the industry. Any tips on how to be competitive with no work experience? Uh, yeah, Breck. I mean, I have um, like a million videos on the channel around that. Um, I think one good one. I mean, there's so many. Um, can someone uh, in chat? It depends what you want to do, Breck, right? That's that's the next question. Like, what do you want to do? Um, if you want to be SOC analyst, go do the Eric Capuano SOC analyst playlist series I have on there. If you want to do GRC, do the GRC analyst masterclass. If you want just general exposure, join a couple communities, do some labs, do try Hack Me, Hack the Box, Haiku, uh, Range Force, B Security Blue Team Labs Online, Security Plus, get the certification. Um, do capture the flag, um, go get a CVE on an open source uh, piece of technology, put that on your resume. There's a million options. There's a million options, okay? Oh, Emilio, yes, Emilio has got it. So Jenny, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Emilio, I see that. All right, guys, I do have to go. Thank you all very much. I, I appreciate the extended jaw jacking, 158 of you hung out and stayed sorry again for the hot mess express um on the stream i will tear down the youtube videos and re uh cast them it'll probably screw up the linkedin stuff but i feel like most of us are on youtube and i my apologies to the linkedin folks i will do my best but just be mindful that the next couple days could be a little dicey especially because i'm going to be doing it remotely on friday morning so you know, I guess shout out to Base Case because on Friday morning, I have no idea what the audio issues are going to be. So holla, holla, holla. All right, guys, be good. We'll see you out there. Till next time, stay secure. Yeah.